when it comes to a satisfying relationship, the partnership you build is more important than the partner you pick. You are listening to Relationship Renegade, the show that's bringing you hard truths and realities about relationships. Welcome. I am your host, Dr. James Singer-Sear, licensed clinical social worker and doctor of marriage and family therapy. Thank you guys again for joining me for another installment of Relationship Renegade, where I sit down behind this mic and tell you how it is. You may have forgotten since being in a relationship or since getting out of a relationship, but there are just some things that um, y'all need to know, okay? And uh, I've made it my personal mission to tell you these things. Now, before we jump into today's episode, I must say thank you guys from the bottom of my heart as I review these metrics, uh, especially from last month. Okay, you'll recall that July 1 was the official launch of the rebrand and we are doing great as far as the metrics go. We are all over the place. Um, The downloads keep coming in. I keep pinching myself to see if it's real. And apparently you guys are the real deal. So thank you guys for sharing Thank you guys for coming back for the Wednesday episode and for the weekend edition episode on Saturdays um, where I'm hosting with Mia. And, um, you know, just thank you. It means a lot to me and uh, it just encourages me to do uh, more and to continue to provide valuable content. Now, That leads me into today's episode, which I think will be of value to a lot of people. Um, There there was a recent study that was published, um, and I was looking over this. Uh, This is in the Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences. Okay, just stuff that people who geek out and read research articles talk about. Um, But CNN picked it up, and uh, they... They picked up on some. They they picked up on some of the key points, which is what I'm going to focus on. So you can catch most, if not all, of what I'm going to be saying from that article, or you can look them up and uh, read the article yourself. Okay, this is a study about what makes a successful relationship. This is something that, whenever you're thinking about getting into a relationship. In your mind, you're like, Lord Jesus, please let it work. Let it be successful. Okay? You do that when it's a brand new relationship and you just met the guy or the girl. You want it to work out. Unless you're just looking to hook up and have a fling. Um, But you want it to work. Same thing goes for couples who've been together for any length of time and are now thinking of getting married. The relationship's been fine. You guys have been together a couple of years, maybe several months. I don't know. But the idea of getting married, you're like, Lord Jesus, please don't let me be a statistic. You know, please let this work out. 
And we want to know what will make my relationship a success. So this is specifically for people who've asked these questions, people who wonder. Um, I'm not going to read the article to you. Go ahead and look it up for yourselves. Um, but or just find the CNN article. OK, I have um, three key things I want to say to you um, that you can take away, that you can hold in your pocket as far as a successful relationship goes. OK, now what makes this article, uh, this study uh, relevant and significant is just the, the size of it. OK, there were 11,000 couples who were surveyed. We're not talking about one or two or 10 or a couple hundred, 11,000. Okay, that's three zeros behind it. And the reason that's important is because it helps with validity and something we also call fidelity. Okay, it, it, it's, it gives you, it allows you to make more generalizations when it comes to research. Okay. Um, if 11,000 couples, meaning 22,000 people feel a certain way compared to 200, 300, you know, it's going to carry a little bit more weight. All right. So that's just that's the extent of the qualitative uh, research class for today. All right. First thing, this article, one of the findings is that it's it's not who you're with but the dynamic that you have with them. It's not who you're with, but the dynamic that you have with them. A lot of people walking around saying, he's not my type. She's not my type. You know, I don't like people who are like this or who look like this, whether they're tall or short. Um, being Haitian, I've heard, I can't tell you how many times, uh, I will never be with a Haitian man. And I have to shake my head. And I'm just like, what the hell does that mean? Oh, no, I would never be with a Haitian man. And, and I'm sure if you're a, a Jamaican or if you're a Cuban or whatever, you've heard it or you've said it about those people. Why? Because there are just some stereotypes and some ideas about those people. OK, but let me tell you, it is not about who you're with, but the dynamic. And so when we say dynamic, what are we talking about? So what are you guys like together? OK, we understand not all Haitian men are bad. We understand not all Cuban men are bad. Not all American men are good and and women, too. Right. Nobody is all good or all bad or one group is all good or all bad but that's what we focus on right because for whatever reason there just seems to be something about those people that you need to stay away from well if we're if we step back and get out of our feelings and just kind of observe you will find that there are good black men good hispanic men good Haitian men, good men in every category, okay? And not only, and I'm saying men, but also women too, right? Because men say the same thing about women, um, you know, not, and not only um, 
do you say there's good men, but you will find that you could have been with someone and then you guys separate, break up, divorce, whatever the case is. And the next person with them, they are just like above the moon. They're living in heaven and you're just like, what the hell was this person when I was with them? Why? Why she suddenly is, is you know, like why all of a sudden is she like the bomb now? Why all of a sudden is he just, you know, the ideal mate? Why couldn't they be like that when we were together? You know, that reminds me of a scene from Tyler Perry's Why Did I Get Married? Um the dude, and you guys know the dude, uh, 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 bald guy, and he was with um, the lady, the overweight lady, her character. Um, and her, I, I see her face, but her name escapes me now. Um, but when he was with her, they was just not good. And he was like dogging her and she was miserable. And then she gets with the sheriff. And then suddenly it's like, whoa, she's like blossoming. She's emerging, you know, Um and and then he could suddenly seize her and you're like and he's like man like where was that but that's what i'm saying the dynamic between the two of you and the dynamic between a relationship doesn't just exist you create the dynamic right and this is where we get into the whole you have to tend your garden you know you have to water your lawn there are some things you got to do in a relationship if you want a healthy relationship so rather than trying to pick a winner right rather than trying to hit it big or hit it right it's about the dynamic and how you guys are together all right that's the first thing second thing they found and this is big okay and i read it straight from the article what they found is that your own judgment of your relationship okay your own judgment of your relationship, meaning how satisfied you feel your partner is or how appreciative you are of your partner, says more about the quality of your relationship than either of your personalities. Let's, let's break that down a little bit. We like to focus on personalities, personality types and personality traits. Okay. Um, does 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 he read? You know, is she driven or ambitious? Um, do they care about their mama or their daddy? Like we focus on those things. And this study says again, your own judgment of your relationship, okay, says more about the quality of your relationship than either of your personalities. So how satisfied you feel your partner is. So if you perceive, okay, and this is where I have to say perception is reality in a lot of instances. Perception for many people, for most people, is reality. If you perceive, okay, that your partner is happy about the relationship or... um. If you are appreciative of your partner, okay? If you perceive that they're good or how appreciative you are of them or your perception of how appreciative they are of you, okay? That 
says more about the quality of their relationship than either of your two personalities. Now, what this means is you could have picked a winner by the world standards, okay? And when I say winner, I'm talking about, okay, so uh, graduated high school, no drama, no kids, no baby mama drama, um, uh, went to college, ambitious career, degree, um, like whatever it is that standard is, right? Tall, handsome, you know, she flies, she thick, she, she, she got it all in, like whatever, just, just think about who that ideal person is for you, right? You could have picked a winner and you have her, you have him. However, now you have him, but yet you, okay, follow me, you perceive, you feel that your partner is not satisfied. You feel like they're, they're not, um, you're, you're not all they need or want. Okay, that's, that's the first part of this number two. Or, and I'll give it to you straight, how appreciative you are of your partner. Or for whatever reason, so you picked a winner, but for whatever reason, now it's like, he ain't really doing it for you no more, right? Or she's not really, she's, you're not really feeling her like you were feeling her before. Those things right there can make or break the relationship. And there's nothing that can be done about it apart from like you just like fixing your own stuff. That's not a relationship. It, it, it emerges in a relationship, but that's not like a us thing. That's a you thing, right? There are many things that happen in a relationship that will make us feel um, um, less appreciated, less appreciated, okay? That will make us feel that maybe our partner is losing interest. And a lot of times, he or she really ain't doing anything. Maybe he or she is just going through a busy season at work, right? Maybe he or she is transitioning between jobs, okay? Maybe you guys are, you know, I don't know, talking about having kids. Or maybe y'all in COVID, right? Coronavirus got everybody all kinds of messed up in the head. Hi. We are the Messiah Kids. Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss a show by clicking subscribe now. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. Now back to the show. It's nothing that he or she has done many of the time, many, in many cases. It's simply a matter of how satisfied you feel your partner is, Right. You, how satisfied do you believe he or she is? If you believe he or she is very satisfied, there's a correlation there where things may be going good. But if for whatever reason you believe that they may not be, now we can have some problems, right? Especially, all that means is we're playing some mind reader games in that, in, in that case, okay? 
those things will cause the quality of the relationship to suffer every time. Every time. And so I I often see couples where one person is like oblivious to what's going on and the other person is just like off the wall. And in cases like that, you know, therapists and couples, if we're not adequately trained, if if we're not seasoned enough, we can miss the dynamic. We can easily... We can easily believe that, wow, if he or she is complaining that much, then really something's got to be going on. Rather than zooming out and being and saying, whoa, is this really like, I know it's affecting the relationship, but is this a, a y'all two thing or is it a you need to figure something out? Okay, a good clinician won't just fall in with the one who's, you know, making the most noise, right? You know, they say the squeaky wheel gets the grease. Well, sometimes the squeaky wheel just needs to be, you know, maintained. It's, it, it's not that necessarily the other one's doing anything wrong. You know, I know I'm, I'm just butchering the whole metaphor, but y'all get what I'm saying, okay? And, and, I, and I don't want to labor on this too much, but it's important. How you feel about your relationship and how you believe your partner feels about the relationship says and does a lot for your relationship. Okay. And we talked about this before, right? Feelings will fail you. You can't always trust your feelings. I'm not saying totally dismiss them. I'm not saying throw them out the window, but you cannot always, you know, run with how you feel. Okay, and this is, again, why it's important that we talk and sometimes talk together or talk to someone who is going to challenge some of these ideas and beliefs that we have, whether about ourselves, the relationship, whatever the case is, we need to understand, is this me or or is this a, um, a us thing? Okay. That's number two. Number three, and I'm going to give it to you straight and we'll break it down. When it comes to a satisfying relationship, the partnership you build is more important than the partner you pick. When it comes to a satisfying relationship, let me repeat it for you. The partnership that you build is more important than the partner that you pick. This is very important, guys, because when we're picking, when we're choosing a partner, the the metrics that we use to pick Okay, oftentimes those metrics really ain't ain't based on nothing or the things that they're based on is really, you know, shallow and 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 flimsy at best. They might get us through the first few months, maybe the first year or two, but there's no way in hell that they're going to get you through a lifetime married together. I started watching this new new Netflix series 
um, uh, about the uh, arranged marriages in India. And so I'm, I'm, I'm watching Netflix trying to escape, but I'm seeing this stuff and I'm just like, oh, Lord Jesus, help these people. Okay. Now, there's something to, to be, an argument could be made about arranged marriages, yes. However, the way that we, we just break people down and trying to pick that, that um, you know, that only does so much. It only does so much because it, what you're picking, it's going to change. It will change. You know, what is it built on is the question that I, I always ask. Right? Looks will fade. Looks will fade. The way she's looking now, the way he's looking now. Okay? As a matter of fact, listen, we've <laughs> some of y'all are figuring this out right now. You fell in love with someone because of the way they look. They've not been able to go to the gym for months now. The question is, how do they look now? Yeah. Yeah, when they can't get in the gym, how do they look? Okay, but if that's what you picked, you're stuck. You know, unless you pivot and figure out how to build on top of that. You know, and again, I'm not saying that we shouldn't pick based on appearance. All right. There's a lot that can be uh, gleamed from appearance. Trust me. And and I always say the appearance matters because you could build on that. Right. That's what attracts you to the individual. I, I mean, I've, I've said it before. When I first saw my wife, I didn't see her intelligence. I don't know what that looks like. Right. Not to say she's she's not bright, but I didn't see it. I saw the way she looked in that black dress. That's what I saw. OK, but I know I can't build a lifetime, a, a, a marriage on just that. Okay, so we have to build. Okay, and so how do you build? Like, what does that look like? What does it look like to actually build together? So, you know, people are trying to pick the guy or the girl with the career or with the money or with the bank or with the credit score, right? 800 plus, 850. Okay, it's one thing to have that, right? But if we work towards that together, okay, so we're building, we understand that we're in this thing together, okay? We learn how to deal with challenges together. We learn how to deal with losses. We learn how to celebrate wins because that's another thing. You can be together, but, and you know, this guy's totally separate, even in the good times, Right. So you get a, a, a new job or, you know, your career's going great, but it feels like that's just you and your thing. That's not our thing. Right. And, and I'm not saying you got to do everything together, but you got to build a foundation together. You have to I mean, you have to understand that. How do we work together? You know, are you able to 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 lend me a hand, right? If I'm down, do you build me up if I'm down? 
do I encourage you when you feel like giving up? Those partnerships, those partnerships are are huge. It's huge. And, you know, you see people who seem to have it all. Okay, the house, the cars, the money, the kids, but they're not a partnership. They're not a team. When I something else I do when I work with couples, I'm like, yo, what's the team name? And they're like, what? What do you mean the team name? What is the team name? If you don't have one, figure it out. Because there's something about being part of a team. It changes the way that you see things. Okay? No longer is it, yo, I got to go out and get this money so I can handle these bills, so I can fix this situation. It's more of what are we doing together? to resolve these this problem you know we find ourselves saying oh my baby is sick i gotta feed i gotta take care of my baby my kids and then the mom or dad is like what the hell you mean my baby this is our baby okay similarly we don't say things like yo you got us into this mess this is your problem no 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 so what if you got the speeding ticket Okay, so what if you, I don't know, left the stove on and the kitchen caught on fire? Okay, but we're a team. We're, we're a partnership. So if, if you did it, then I did it. It's, if it's happening to you, it's happening to me too. Right? It's not about, it's not about picking a good partner. It's about building building that relationship right the partnership that you build is more important than the partner you pick when you guys go through hardships together you you're even more bonded you're even more um into each other right because that thing challenges draw you close if they don't tell you apart i'll tell you that okay is it it it's important. It's important, guys. It's very, very important that we focus on building together rather than just picking one. Because you ain't had nothing to do with it. it. That wasn't a we thing. That's his house, her house, her car, you know, his car, like his family. It's not a us thing. And those relationships, those relationships, they struggle. They struggle when you look around and you can't see yourself in it, in the decisions that are made, right? Or it's just a fight. It's a struggle to do things together. Those relationships struggle a lot. Okay, so let's recap real quick. It's not who you're with, but the dynamic that you have with them. Okay, how do you guys engage? How do you guys banter? Do you go back and forth? How do you fight? How do you disagree? How do you celebrate? That's number one. Number two, your own judgment of your relationship says more about the quality of your relationship than either of your personalities. Okay? So even if dude or homegirl is a total jerk, but if you perceive them to be a sweetheart, then that's your boo. 
And we know people like this. We say, oh, my God, how could she end up with him? What is going on that he can handle her? Well, they perceive each other to be the best thing since sliced bread. So therefore, they're going to be doing good. And it's none of your damn business. So just leave them alone. Number three. And the, the third and final point, when it comes to a satisfying relationship, the partnership you build is more important than the partner you pick. You hear me, guys? Those are the top three takeaways from this article. I think it's an awesome article. I'm always looking out for these things, and I'm glad that I was able to share it with you guys on this episode. Share this with someone that you know, newlyweds, newly dating, you know, people in this little COVID situation that need a little reminder, that need to be a little, you know, shooken up a little bit. Um, I'm sure, I'm sure they'll take something away from it. Thank you for joining me for this episode, uh, for this installment of Relationship Renegade. If you found value in this show, please, I'd appreciate a review on iTunes or wherever you're listening to this podcast. Um, I just got an alert the other day that uh, iHeartRadio now, I'm showing up in iHeartRadio. So if you know people, that's where they get their podcasts, let them know and then kindly ask them to leave a review because all of those things help. It helps the spread. It helps the metrics. Um, and the second thing I want to ask you to do it is consider, right? Now, only if you're looking to improve or maintain the status of your relationship, we are available for coaching and counseling. Okay, schedule your love check by going to mercierwellness.com. Okay, for a limited time, love checks are only $99. But you got to say that you heard it here. Okay. If you say you heard it here, no matter what the cost is, we'll hook you up for $99. Be sure to come back for our regular Wednesday episodes and then our weekend edition on Saturday for sure. That's always nice. We have a good time with Mia. Um, and in the meantime, remember, take care of yourselves and sex really does start in the kitchen.